on, people? What is going on? Get myself situated here. My apologies. My apologies. We are live with another episode of the Custer Chronicles. I am your host, Dwayne Custer, with my lovely and beautiful host, co-host. Kelly Kay. She is like my host. I'm co-host. One, mm. one A and one B. So <laughs> we still run things together. So I'm going to start off with a quick story. This is my true ghost story. Back when I lived in Bloomfield, Connecticut, the house that I grew up in for about four years, along with my great aunt, had sort of an issue. I have many stories, but one that I'll focus on is after I moved out of her house. My mom went away to nursing school, so I lived with my great aunt for about four years. When my mom graduated and finished everything up, she got a house situated. I moved back in with her, but I would visit my aunt's house on a pretty frequent basis to still go to church with her on Sunday. At this point in time, she had taken in two of my other, uh, maybe third cousins, um, out of necessity. Um. She basically took those kids in, and there was a boy, Brandon, and there was a girl, Kristen. Brandon took over my old room, and Kristen took over the the room that was in the hallway, down the hallway, right next to my aunt and uncle's room. Now, I had been there for a very long time. Even before I lived there, we visit there every weekend, my mom and I, and I had a ton of experiences in the house, so I knew something was off about the house. But when you're away from the house for a certain amount of time, you tend to forget certain things. Or you start thinking, oh, that doesn't affect me now. I don't live here. But one particular day, I went over there. It was a Saturday night, and I went over there to spend the night so I can go to church with them in the morning. Well, when I got there... Pretty evening-like. It might have been maybe 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. They were getting ready to have dinner. We all had dinner together, laughed, joked. Everybody was getting ready to go to their bedrooms to kind of turn in for the night. And I was going to be sharing the room, my former room, with my cousin. He had a bunk bed. He slept on the bottom bunk, and I was deciding I was going to sleep on the floor. Well, before everybody kind of turned in, my aunt kind of pulled me to the side and she said, hey, listen, um, there's snacks. She said, feel free to help yourself to anything in her fridge, anything in the kitchen. You want anything to eat, snack on, whatever, help yourself. But stay away from this particular drawer because it has all of their school snacks in it. I was familiar with the drawer because it was the same drawer that uh, they used for me when I was a kid. And uh, that was all my my school snacks or what have you or after school snacks that were there. So I was aware that it existed. So she said just to stay away from that drawer. Now, in that drawer were all the good snacks. I'm talking Twinkies, ring dings, cupcakes, brownies, chips, all kinds of stuff. They had all of that sitting in this particular drawer. Now, the rest of the house had, you know. You had fruit, you had a couple some cupcakes in there, but it was nothing substantial. It was it was the good snacks were in the drawer. Now my aunt um 
how can I say this? They spoiled me to a degree. So um, I got away with murder um, a lot of the time where no matter what bad thing I did, I knew I can get away with it because I was I was me. So everybody went to bed. House is dark. Now, this particular house, when it gets dark, it gets dark. If you were to stand out in the hallway or even look down the hallway, either direction, you wouldn't be able to see a thing. You couldn't see. You couldn't make out rooms. You couldn't make out doors. You couldn't make out anything. Distance between you and the next room. Couldn't make it out. It's just that dark. Well, everybody fell asleep. I really wanted some of those snacks. So I figured it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. So I decided to go into the kitchen and help myself to some snacks. I overdid it, y'all. I went in there and what was supposed to be just one snack turned into me eating just about all of their school snacks that weekend. And um, I enjoyed every single moment of it. Not going to lie. And after a while, 20, 30 minutes, I started feeling guilty. Started feeling like, man, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like I probably shouldn't have ate their snacks. I feel bad. Now they got to go out and buy more snacks for school. Now, my aunt was, they were pretty well off. Um. So even though it wouldn't have been a big deal financially, it was a big deal logistically. Like now we have to stop and go get snacks for the kids because Dwayne went against what we asked him not to do or what we asked him to do. And he ate all the snacks. So the longer I laid there on the floor, uh, the longer I started feeling more guilty, It started becoming more heavy. Well, my cousin's room didn't have cable. He had like the basic channels on his TV. And this was about the time where certain channels either went to infomercials, they went to static, or you got the American flag and channels just weren't available. So he only had like four channels, maybe five. So I'm laying on the floor, laying on my side, watching TV, back to the door, to the bedroom door. Cousin, the running joke with my little cousin, who might have been nine at the time, Was that whatever position he falls asleep in That's the position he's going to stay in All night long He doesn't move He doesn't make any noise He doesn't snore He's just a log Well He's asleep I can kind of hear my aunt and uncle from a distance Kind of snoring Everybody's knocked out Now my aunt's daughter um, The one who actually was You know uh, Significant in helping raise me While I lived there She had a room in the basement Had a finished basement, so she took over the whole basement. That was now her room. She was asleep downstairs, so the whole house was asleep except me. So here I am, hand on elbow or hand on face, watching TV, doors behind me. Every few seconds, I keep feeling like somebody walked by the door. You know, you hear like a whoosh or or, or a wishing sound or or like just a sound of somebody's clothes walking by a door frame. That's what I felt like I heard. I would turn around, not seeing anything there. Thinking maybe somebody was walking to the bathroom. Maybe somebody was walking to the kitchen. Maybe somebody was walking. Maybe I didn't hear him walk to the kitchen. They were walking back to the bedroom. Didn't know what I heard, but I definitely heard something. 
So every time I turned and looked around, nothing was there. Now, each time I'm hearing this noise, I'm getting more and more scared. Not really sure why. I couldn't pinpoint what it was. I'm just going something that doesn't seem right. So I crawl over to the door, which is maybe about four or five feet away from me on my hands and knees. Petrified, I stick my head out into the hallway. How old are you? Fifteen, sixteen. Okay. I'm a sixteen. So you think you're tough crap at this point, but no, no, not (laughs) not at all, not at all. The the only thing that I was arrogant about was eating the snacks and thinking I wasn't going to get in trouble for it. That was my only, my only guilty thing at this point in time. But I stuck my head out into the hallway on my knees, looking around, looked to my left, nothing. Looked to my right, can't see anything. Again, it's pitch black, can't see anything. So I crawled back to the space that I was in, which was basically at the at the base of my cousin's bunk bed. So he's above me, behind me. So I go back to watching TV. Infomercial. Bored, not paying attention, can't really sleep. Watching it, watching it, watching it, bored, in and out. Keep hearing and feeling it. Now I feel like someone is standing in the doorway. You have the feeling when you know someone's standing behind you, it makes you kind of look around, kind of like, that's that's whew, that's kind of creepy. I felt you standing there. Right. Felt somebody standing in the doorway. I kind of peeked through my peripheral, not really seeing anything, and I would turn my head to look, nothing. All right, so now I'm getting the goosebumps. Freaked out. Because now I'm nervous. Now I'm like, oh, my God, why did I eat those snacks? Why did I eat those snacks? Now, for those of you, who, for those of you who may not understand why I had this fear, or even the sense of regret, you'll learn more about this particular house and more stories that I'll tell uh, later on down the road. But what was grabbing my attention was the fact that um, the house was absolutely dead quiet. No one had a TV on in the house. There was no sound at all. We lived on a street that was that didn't, you know, we lived in a, in a part of Connecticut that you don't have a lot of through traffic. So there was it was like a dead end street. So there wasn't any cars driving by. Once people were in the house, which is usually like your typical six, seven o'clock, everybody's home from work. Nobody really went out. So there wasn't a lot of traffic families. And you had experienced stuff in this house before. So mm-hmm. you were already a little leery is what you're saying. Yes. OK. So I lay there comfortable. Slightly. Can't sleep. After about 30 minutes, I start feeling this heavy feeling of I need to sleep. I'm tired. Came out of nowhere. Went from being like wide awake to like I'm sleepy. Like almost like almost feeling drugged. Like all of a sudden you ever have like Benadryl or, or, or NyQuil and then all of a sudden you feel like, okay, I cannot keep my eyes open. I went from wide awake to that all of a sudden. Right, right, right. Well, I decide, well, Fall asleep. That was a mistake. I decided to lay on my back. Never fall asleep on my back. Always on my side or on my stomach. Yeah, that is true. So I lay on my back, staring at the ceiling, and and I just feel my eyes getting heavy, eyes getting heavy, eyes getting heavy. Sleep. What I thought was a deep sleep. It was out cold. So I'm knocked out. I'm asleep. 
Don't know for how long. Not sure at all for how long. Right. And all of a sudden, you guys ever go to the beach? Spend a whole day at the beach. You get a lot of sand, random stuff on your towel. Right. And you grab your you grab the end of your towel and you, you kind of take it and you shake off all the dust. Mm-hmm. You shake off. You sure. pop, pop the towel. Well, somewhere in the middle of the night, something grabbed my ankles. Now, when I say this happened fast, I mean it happened very split second. Something grabbed my ankles, lifted them off of the ground, and shook me like a, a beach towel. Now, when I tell you it went from up to down very hard and fast, it wasn't like it. My ankles went up and got thrown on the ground. But you said somebody else was in the room, right? My cousin was in the room. Right, right. My cousin was knocked out. He was asleep. But let me finish. So I got shook. Something mm-hmm. like literally, I felt hard, aggressive hands grab my ankles. So I didn't have any socks or any shoes or anything on. Grab right. my ankles, distinct. Lifted them up aggressively, shook me like a towel, dropped through my ankles on the ground. Now, so I went from legs up to like my whole body just like being slammed on the ground. Now, that woke me up. I didn't have, when it was happening, I knew something was happening, but I didn't have um, the wherewithal to know what was going on. Right. So all I knew was, okay, something, literally, I just got touched. Something just grabbed me and threw me on the ground. Now, when my eyes opened, what I saw kind of let me know I shouldn't have ate those snacks. (laughs) What was it? When I opened my eyes, I was still laying on my back. And my cousin, remember, the log. Yeah, he stayed in that position the the whole time he slept. Right. My cousin was hovering over me. His whole full body was hovering over me. And he dropped face first on me. So there wasn't any time to recognize what was happening, embrace myself or catch him. It was eyes open, him there, dropped. Brandon has never, ever fallen out of bed. He's never rolled out of bed. He's never sleepwalked. He doesn't get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Again, all reasons why we make jokes about him being a log. Right. This particular night, I get slammed on the ground, become conscious, see my cousin floating over me, drops face first on me. So literally his face and his head landed on my face. I scream. Louder than I've ever screamed in my whole entire life. Now, I was so petrified that I literally broke out into a full body sweat. I had a wife beater on or an A shirt or whatever you call it. It was drenched. Drenched down to my kneecaps, soaking wet. Instantly. Screaming as loud and as hard as I possibly could. Now, you think in a quiet house, no matter how Right. How deep you're sleeping. One, two, three, four, five people outside of myself were in this house. You would think somebody would have heard me. And it wasn't just a, a scream and stop. It was a continual. Had, Nobody came? Had to be at least 10 to 12 seconds of screaming. Of screaming. I'm also screaming in this boy's ear. <laughs> 
whose head is his head is now laying on my chest and shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm literally screaming in his ear because I'm I I know what happened. It just freaked me out that it happened. And I'm screaming, 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 screaming. And then I stop. And then I kind of like, okay, like I'm putting the pieces together like this boy is laying on me. Like I just saw him hovering, literally opened my eyes. He was already hovering over me. And now I have to pick him up. So now I'm screaming in his ear. He didn't wake up. So I kind of roll him off of me, kind of sit up, looking around again. House is still dead quiet. No one heard me screaming. No one reacted. No one came running into the room. No one even from a distance said, hey, what's all that noise? Nothing. I scoop him up, put him back into his bed. He never wakes up. It When I looked at the, the clock on the cable box, it was maybe 5 o'clock in the morning. Sun still hadn't cracked up yet I was awake for the rest of the night <laughs> what time did everybody wake up it was already morning everybody got up at about 8 3 more hours of terror so church didn't start until 10 they usually get up at 8 everybody gets dressed we go out for breakfast and then we go to church so we were up at about 8 I was up from 5 my back was to his <laughs> His bunk bed. So he was sleeping behind me. My back was like this. I turned on the TV and I was watching whatever infomercials I could. I didn't care <laughs> if it was static. I was watching something. So did you tell somebody when you woke up, when everybody got up? So when, we, when everybody got up, everybody's walking around. Everybody's having their normal routine, getting up and going to the kitchen, grabbing whatever they're going to drink. Everybody collectively was in the kitchen at some point in time. And I was like, hey. Um... Did you guys hear me screaming last night? Did you guys hear any noise at all last night? Right. Nah, noise. Screaming for what? What you screaming for? You hear nothing? Everybody's door was wide open, mind you. <laughs> I said, um, so nobody heard me screaming for about 10 to 15 seconds continually at the top of my lungs. Nah, what we? No, no one heard anything. Nothing. Why were you screaming? Neither here nor there. Hang on. I'll tell you about that in a bit. So I asked each individual, did you hear anything? Do you do you think you heard something? And my little cousin Kristen at the end of the hall, she said, I thought I might have heard something. Mm-hmm. But she said I was just too tired and I didn't really I didn't really react to it. I just went back to sleep. I thought it was my dream. I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> so before my aunt could look in the 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 Snack drawer, which she wouldn't have done until Monday anyway, because it was Sunday. They were they didn't need school snacks, so she wouldn't have looked in there. I stopped her and I was like, "Hey, hey, um, listen, you're gonna find something out tomorrow. I won't be here, but I'd rather admit this today that I did this." But remember when you told me not to eat the kids' school snacks? Yeah, I ate the kids' school snacks. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Got me. I said, I, 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 my thought process was, oh, I'm me. You won't do anything to me. You're not going to, you know, I'm just going to get a little yelled at, but I'm still going to have enjoyed the snacks and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Well, I, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I found out the hard way it was a big deal. She said, what happened? I said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. She said, oh, all right. 
She never questioned what happened. It, it wasn't <laughs> honestly. So this happened. I want to say maybe in oh nine. No, I was out of high school. I was out of high school, so I want to say it might have been ninety eight. Ninety eight. So that makes me. I might have been twenty when this happened. Yeah, I might have been almost twenty when this happened. <laughs> Do you know that I never told her exactly what happened until this past this past year, this past summer? In 2020, you told her? In 2020. That's funny. <laughs> so the thing happened in maybe 98, and I told her about it in 2020. And she believed you because stuff had happened in the house. You're telling too much. Yes, I will, and I will delve we'll, into we'll, that. Yeah, we'll get there another day. Deeper. Uh, would I tell more ghost stories? But that is my first we'll definitely of get many there another day. ghost stories. It is not the first, but it is definitely. Oh, it's, it's the first, but it's definitely not the last <laughs> because I have some other stuff that will curl your toes. So if that one didn't curl your toes, then I don't know what else will. This was a pretty uh, frightening story to say the least. I lived through it, but if I told you some of the other things. Um, the movie The Conjuring would seem like something I lived through. So, for now, I will leave that be. Hope you enjoyed the first issue or the first episode of Ghost Stories because there are definitely more to come. And I've heard some of them. They are good. Yeah. Some you do not want to miss. They are pretty They're good. pretty interesting stories. Do you believe in ghosts? I'll delve into that more into our ne- in our next episode. I will <laughs> so tell you don't you even want to tell that part. So thanks for enjoying this particular story. I wonder how many people do. We're jumping into the podcast as of right <laughs> now. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know who believes in ghosts and to what degree they believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. When it comes to ghosts and stuff like that, when people tell me their experiences, like, it's hard not to to say that you don't believe in them. But I haven't personally experienced something. But I've heard stories and I've seen things and I've seen people catch things on video and different stuff. So I, I honestly don't know if, if I'm being absolutely honest about it. I, I'm not going to tell somebody their story is a lie because they experienced something. I'm curious of what everybody else thinks. Because people have some people have experienced things. Those that have experienced things are going to say, yes, they believe. If you've never experienced something, you're not going to believe. It's just like in life with divorce and with different relationships. If you haven't experienced something, how are you going to believe it? Or know how it feels? Agreed. So agreed. Uh, mm, that's a um, tough one. To be honest with you, if I, if I answer it, to be real, no, I don't believe in ghosts in the traditional sense of a loved one that's passed away that comes back and visits you, or moving into a house where someone passed away in, and that person is trapped in that particular house. I don't believe in that aspect of it anymore. Movies made me believe that was the case. I'd seen enough movies through enough eras in my life that that was my belief. My belief was that, you know, uh, the 
the, the touch you feel in your shoulder or that warm sensation you feel is a loved one that's keeping an eye on you. I don't believe that. And I think as a Christian. But even though you, you've experienced something, you're not quite sure or you just don't believe? I don't believe. I tell, I, well, we've had a conversation off, off mic. So, yes, I believe there are demons that okay. are trapped here on earth whose job is through mischief, mayhem, or mayhem, um, confusion, right. uh, deceit, that they have fun. What's the best way for a, what's the easiest way for a demon to be welcomed into your home? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not trying to welcome them into my uh, home. It's, it's, a, it's a general statement. But the, the easiest and best way for a demon to be welcomed into your home is if you ask them to come in or if you welcome them to be there. Okay. You lost me. So, okay. People, kids who play with Ouija boards. Got it. Okay. Got it. You're they are asking. Okay. They're welcome. They're opening a door for them to come and chill and be there. But when you open a door, you don't know what, what else is coming in. My thought process is... Um, as a Christian, I'm not going to speak for any other religion or how other people believe. But I'm going to say as a Christian, <sighs> absent from the body, present with the Lord. Okay. Being, and then if that's the case, once you pass away, your, your, your eternity is already set. Okay. There's a day that you're going to be judged. Your eternity is going to be set. God, I don't, be, I don't believe, and somebody can be well in their rights to disagree with me. I don't believe you. He, he says, okay, well, I'm going to leave you on earth to keep an eye out for your family. For what? You can't do anything to protect them. You can't do anything to save them. That being said, what would, be, what would benefit a spirit being stuck here on earth watching over their kids if you can't protect them? So now I'm watching them make their mistakes. I'm watching them get hurt. Potentially, God forbid, die early. Right. So now it's almost like, well, where was my grandmother when I was going through this situation, when I was being physically abused or when someone broke into my house or when someone, uh, uh, my kid got into a car accident? Where was my grandmother or my and grandfather? Why do, which, why, do, why do certain people stay and certain people don't? Like there's no right. rhyme or reason. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. So now, okay, so back to my point about demons. Demons are stuck here. Biblically, it has been documented. They have been banished here to earth. Okay? Then what, makes As well, it, what, what makes a demon? A, a fallen angel. Okay. So in scripture, all the angels were there worshiping God. Satan, Lucifer at the time, was the head angel. He was the minister of music. He was the most beautiful angel. He started feeling himself. Started getting a little arrogant. Said, you know what? I think I could do this God thing. I think I could be God. I think I right, could be a better right. God than God. He got a bunch of angels together and was like, yeah, what y'all think? Y'all think I could do this? I think I could do this. And that fourth of the demon or fourth of the angels were like, yeah, we behind you. We support you. Overthrow God. Right. Before he even had a chance to do anything, God was like, bro, it's my space. <laughs> I created you. It ain't everything you think. I know what you're thinking. The fact that you're thinking what you're thinking, you can't stay. And all your little cronies that think the same thing, I'm banishing y'all. Y'all are out. 
and he banished him here it's to Earth. It's kind of layman's terms of putting everything. Thanks. Trying to trying Thanks, to bring, babe. trying to bring a hood spin on it. Yeah. Thanks for banished breaking all, all that down. Earth. <laughs> now, God has given Satan permission to roam the Earth until his final, you know, sentence is, is fulfilled, and the, and the same thing with the demons, fallen angels. They're banished here as well. And he also gives the demons and, and Satan permission on a, basically every single day to tempt, potentially hurt, try, test right. certain people here on earth. These people, they are the, the these demons are the, the big time pranksters. They love causing harm. They love caught because they're like, listen, we're going to hell. We're taking as many people as we can with us, Makes especially the weak as, people as they're not. Right. So going back to the ghost. No, I don't believe your loved one that passed away in the 60s that never met you is is roaming around your house, <laughs> keeping an eye on the grandkids and the great grandkids. It doesn't benefit them. And if you give me an opportunity, if, if I die. So and I'm who sta- was it that? Did your angles then? If- I will answer that. Give me one second. Let me finish this. <laughs> so if I pass away, God forbid, and I'm standing before God, mm-hmm. and God says, hey, you can enjoy all of heaven. Your life showed your loyalty to me. You have earned your way into heaven through my son's blood. You have earned your way into heaven. Enjoy all these things. Or eh, you can hang around earth. I'm not staying on earth. I'm not watching my cousins and my nephews. I'm not watching anybody here on earth. I got a chance to be in heaven and enjoy things that I've never seen, smelled, tasted, heard, all that experience before. And then I can go and just hang back on earth in a small behind town that I can never leave and be stuck watching a bunch of people who are going to obviously fail throughout their lives. And I can't do anything about it. Why would I choose to stay here on earth? So you tell me why you think your grandmother is still here watching over you. What does it benefit her? You think she's in heaven, but you also think she's sitting there watching you or your grandfather or your aunt or uncle. God forbid children who passed away at an early age too. You think they're sitting here watching you and protecting you from what? Right. So to answer your question, what it was that grabbed me, um, (laughs) without me telling other stories, I was initially told, put it like this. The whole time that I lived in the house, even before I experienced anything, my family that lived in the house all had their experiences in the house. So when I would bring stuff to them over stuff that I'd seen or experienced, Mm -hmm. they didn't say I was crazy, but they just kept saying, don't worry about it. You're okay. Don't worry about it. They even chalked it up to saying, oh, it's just your great grandmother. She's here protecting the household, which would make sense what you would tell a seven, eight year old kid. Who has seen something distinct that you can't just chalk up to you didn't see that. Right. So they just justified it by saying, oh, no, it's your great grandmother who passed away. She's just here taking uh, protecting you and taking care of you and making sure everybody in the household is good. You have nothing to worry about. So every bump in the night, every weird noise, everything that got moved from where I placed it was justified in my brain by going, oh, that's just my great grandmother. And it kept me from being terrified well, outside of a few stories that I'll tell you later on, it kept me from being super terrified as a kid. Okay. So, <laughs> what I saw on numerous occasions made me go, that's not my great grandmother. There's pictures of her in the house. I know what she looks like. The person that I saw 
wasn't her. Now, this particular story that I told tonight, that I didn't see anyone. I know what I felt, but I didn't see anyone. But the stories that I'll tell later on down the road, I knew for a fact that wasn't her. <laughs> but in my thought process is now is it was a demon who had given itself an image to not freak me out or not freak anyone out in the house and give people a chance to kind of create their own story about who it was. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) on that note, when you're talking about ghosts, let's talk about ghosting. Let's talk about that because that's nowadays. That's what I see all the time. Yeah. We just came out of dating, the dating phase and all that. Yeah. When you're dating, you're doing different things. Ghosting. Do you do it? Do you not do it? And why? Um, I have, I have <laughs> ghosted people after getting to know them. Okay. Hmm. That's, that's a, that's a tough one because it, I haven't ghosted anybody, but I have left people. So people who I've invested some time into. So if we start, if we meet on a dating site and start talking to somebody, we exchange stories. Mm-hmm. We have phone. We've been on the phone for a couple times. And let's say, for instance, I find that they're a weed head. Like that, that, like that's how they spend their evenings every night. Or they're like an, an overtly proud drunk. On the weekends, they get turned, man. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm enjoying my weekend. I dr- I'm drinking this. I'm drinking that. I'm drinking this. I'm getting high. I got my family, my friends over. We doing this. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just not going to mesh. Like our personalities. So you just, you just nah. ghost. You don't say, this isn't for me. Thanks. Nah. Because, so, because, and the reason why is I don't, I don't care about your explanation. Because it's, it's not going to change anything. So me coming to you and going, hey, it's just not going to work out. I just think we're on two different planes, and nah, it's just <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that energy. I don't have that time. And for me, I can justify by going, you don't even know me. You won't miss me. You might be a little confused for a second, but you you'll be moving on to the next person because again, because of the method I chose to find somebody, which is a dating site. I know I'm not the only person that's that's trying to get you know get your attention or trying to get you know get a conversation on your phone number. So I know that you might be a little confused, like, oh, how come he's not responding to my text messages? But I know that you'll just be like, well, oh well, cool, and then move on to the next dude. See, I ride the fence on this one. I feel like. People deserve closure or that explanation. If you've texted a few times, if I give you my number or whatever, and you're not interested, just say, hey, I'm not interested. You don't necessarily have to tell me why. You don't have to say nothing else. Tell me I'm not interested and block me. I don't care. But at least you, at least we didn't have a conversation. And the next you're like, hey, everything's great. I enjoyed this conversation. I'll talk to you later. And then the next day, nobody hears from you. That's rude. Have you ever ghosted anybody? <laughs> That's why I said I ride the fence on this one. I have ghosted people when I chicken when I just am tired and I just don't want to have the conversation. Is it right? No. Tired of what? I'm just I just get sick of the because at the time I was doing the online dating crap and it, it gets old. And you have a guy, you I know he's you know what I'm saying. No, no, no. I get something that you probably don't even realize that's there. What? 
you realize early on that having a relationship with a particular guy is going to be more work than you're willing to put in. So you weigh your options going, man, I don't <laughs> Am I really willing to work through the fact that he's got bad grammar or the fact that you know, he talks a lot about himself. He doesn't really give me an opportunity to talk or the fact that he seems to be self-absorbed or well, sometimes, um, you know, in the first 24 hours, I mean, the first conversation right. with somebody or the first text exchange, you know, yeah, I gave him my number, but yeah, no, because there's been times where I'll text somebody back and forth and I'm like, OK, give him my number. They call me. I have one conversation. I'm like, yeah, that'd be a hard no. Yeah. Hard, hard no. Yeah. I mean, okay, so there have been times in which I have seen someone's pictures or maybe even read their profile and said, okay, I like what I see. I like, I like, I like the profile, the pictures, you know, great pictures. She looks right. great. You get them on the phone and either they're the most hood sounding girl and you're just kind of like, ew. Like, my personality is, a, is, is, um, I'm a chameleon. You put me in a room full of... This is explicit content. You put me in a room full of hood niggas, I'm going to be fine. You put me in a room full of executives, I'm fine. The joys of being raised in Bloomfield, Connecticut, was the fact that we're, we're multifaceted. If you put me in a room full of hood people, I'm comfortable. I speak the language. Mm -hmm. The things that I've experienced in my 20s, I'm comfortable. You put me in a room full of soccer moms, I'm also comfortable. The dads aren't going to be there too? Watch his moms. I'm I, just I say because there's a I'm term for soccer moms. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> you put me in a room full of any anybody, I'm comfortable. You put mm -hmm. me in a room full of Latinos. Same way, I'm the same Comfortable. Right. Room full of Jamaicans. Comfortable. So I've, I've learned to be comfortable in my environment. So that, that being said. To adapt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I get on the phone with somebody who just sounds, okay, I can tell this is going to be a one-dimensional type of relationship. Exactly. Where I'm going to have to deal with this version mm -hmm. of you more often than not. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I really want to do that. I'm good. Especially when I start hearing right. your interests, so I know this is going to put right. this is this is this this is going to have to this is going to be a relationship full of compromise, mostly on my side. Right? Or you get the guy that only talks about sex, or he's yeah. talking about all these things, but isn't really asking questions to get to know you and stuff. So you know what he's all about, and you're just sitting there going great. Or he tells you. Oh, well, I don't have this, or this is a problem, or, you know, I'm going through this divorce with my baby's mom, and, you know, we got six kids, but, you know, I don't think I should pay child support, but we're going to court for this and that. Like, legit, I've had guys do that, and I'm like, sitting there, the first conversation, and this is what we're talking about? Yeah. You got court this week. For your divorce, you ain't even divorced yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wild. You don't want to pay child support. Why, why are we having this conversation, and why are you on this site? <laughs> like, I'm confused. It's um, it's a tough it's tough. So granted, so I'm not so just I'm not justifying not. ghosting people. I'm not well. My, I'm not justifying my position for ghosting people. 
And I'm and I'm also not comparing what I'm just what I'm explaining to what other people do as far as their ghosting. Right. Think like you said, literally, you could be having a great conversation with somebody, and all of a sudden you end it like, oh my god, well I will talk to you tomorrow. We'll do, th-, and then all of a sudden you change, you, don't hear you block them, them or you right. change your number or whatever. I've had guys not, do that to me before, and I'm, I'm like, talking whoa. About that. I'm, I'm talking all about right. from, from my perspective. For me, ghosting is just like, listen, it's going to take more effort from my part to make this thing work. I'm not willing to do that because at some point in time, what you're going to do is you're going to build up resentment. Like, oh, my God, because now you're looking at that one dimension. You're going the profile is cool and she's fine, but she's either dumb as a box of rocks (laughs) or she has very little. You have little little in common, so you don't have the same. But God forbid if there's an age difference, you don't have anything (laughs) in common. So the music you listen to totally different. Uh, your, your, Your slang, your vernacular, totally different. Um, the, you, what you want to do on the weekends totally different. So now all you're looking at is a pretty face, and I'm not the dude that was chasing people for for sex. So it's like if you couldn't hold the conversation, I couldn't care less about your sex. Right. So yeah, it was easy for me just to be like, yeah, block. See, I've had an issue where I'd have conversation with guys. We might do Facetime, have conversations, we've text or whatever, and we're having this conversation. Things seem to be okay. I'm not saying they're fantastic, but things seem to be okay. We're having this back and forth. And we'll end it with, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow, this and that. And then the next day I really don't hear from him or whatever. And maybe I reach out. Hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Nothing. I feel like don't say things are good. Don't Don't say, you know, you think everything's wonderful, blah, 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 blah. And then I don't hear from you. Like, be 100 at that point. You had a conversation with me. Be like, you know what? This just isn't for me. You could have said that at the end of the phone call. But all right, peace. I'm good. But don't make it seem like, hey, I'm going to hit you up tomorrow morning. This was a great conversation. And that's how they've always ended for me on my end. I think relationships that come off of dating sites (laughs) are are like giving a homeless person a dollar when you have a hundred dollars in your pocket in singles Mm. guys initially are only willing to give out a dollar maybe two dollars of themselves right they're holding the majority of it in their pocket so that way if they feel like the conversation isn't going right or they just don't feel like there's, there's just something that's just not there i can see her being clingy I can see her being, right. she's more into her kids, or she has way too many kids, mm-hmm. or she's got, got family drama, or she's in between work, and she's doing school, or her schedule isn't enough, or she's making it seem like, I'm not going to have that much time, because I got to do school, or I got to take care of my kids, and I got to work, so I'm only going to like be able to fit you in like on like a couple evenings out of the week, every other week, guys just be like, yeah, I'm out. Well, see, so, I got a lot ahead. of assumptions on my end, because I have four boys, they didn't know the age range. And then when I did tell them the age range, it was automatic assumption. Oh, she wants somebody to take care of her kids. I am taking care of these kids. These kids are well taken care of. I'm not asking you to come in and take care of everybody financially and do this. And I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for you to be an example to them. Well, that doesn't normally come out in the first conversation. No. So what I'm saying is, so what I'm saying is that these guys are only investing $2 into you in this first conversation. If that. So that way if they feel like, okay, yeah, I put the I put the line in the water, 
I'm reeling it in. I'm getting way more than I anticipated. This is more than I can handle. Right. So what did I lose? Two dollars. Okay. Screw that's it. Not a big. I'll block her. It ain't worth it. I'm confident enough that I can find another one like her, or ten more like her, or somebody better if I keep fishing. But do you think that's the problem? Sometimes there's so it's such easy access with all the social media, social media, all these dating websites. There's so it's so easy to get a hold of. Even in relationships, it's so easy to cheat and do different shit. Excuse my language, but it is. It's so easy to reach out to someone else that people aren't investing what they used to in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is there for for women. And I'll say it's different for women. There's an over surplus of men. You find a seven. I, I believe it is. I believe if you go on a dating site. I think that's backwards. Nope. And let me tell you why. I think that's backwards. I think that there are more. We're looking for you guys just like y'all are looking for us. But okay, go ahead. I I agree, but then I don't agree. You are looking for us, but you're willing to throw away a lot of us in hopes that the better one is the next one that talks to you. So you guys will throw away a six in hopes of finding an eight. But we feel the same way. Like, I feel like... That's guys I, do the exact same thing. No. I really feel like guys do. I, it's so I'm funny speaking when you for actually, guys. It's so funny when you actually start talking to somebody that has experienced the same dating cycles that you have experienced. Because me sitting over here, I'm thinking us women are having such a hard time finding that right guy. I'm finding a guy that's serious about a relationship or even wants a freaking relationship. And you guys are sitting over there going, where are the women that really want a real relationship? Do you want to know why? Because you guys are the one that is in charge. You are the initiator of We are the ones that initiate the relationship. You guys are the ones that say, yeah or not, yeah or nay. Men spend all day putting out applications to a job that women have posted. (laughs) So all a woman's responsibility is present yourself. Put a couple words about yourself. You don't even have to put words on a profile. All you have to do is put a picture up there. You're going to get about 10 to 15 to 20 guys in that day or yeah. a week. that are good. Now, they may not be good quality. Thank you. The quality that, for the, the job point. is not, not necessarily the there. Not the point. The point I'm making is that there will be men that reach out and respond. I could put a picture out there. I could literally take a glamorous. I can have a professional photographer take pictures of me. On the highest, most beautiful mountains in Dubai, I could have the best lighting. I could have. I could get just as much. Let me finish. As we do. I could. No, we don't. And that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, as from a guy and knowing other guys who've been on dating sites, it doesn't matter how great our profile is. If we don't fall into the the category that you were already created that you're looking for, you will overlook us. Or at the moment that you see some some sort of chink in our armor, like yeah. oh, I don't like that particular thing about it. You're more comfortable of saying on to the next right. than a guy. The guy's going to be like, oh, my God, she she gave me an opportunity. She's actually conversing with me. I'm going to take the opportunity. See, There's no room for us to, to be picky. There's more room for women to be picky on dating sites. That's that's the premise. Maybe it's the Florida there are guys. More, <laughs> there's more room for women to be picky on dating sites than it is for guys to be picky on dating sites. If a guy gets someone that, I hate saying it this way, forgive me for sounding crass, but when a woman bites for a guy, the guy is more, he's, he's just like, well, I got to latch on. 
because because I don't know if I'm going to find somebody of this quality again. Now, if I find somebody while I'm talking to this girl, okay, then I'll be comfortable pushing her on. But I'm not going to if you're the only person that responds to me and I don't like you. I might hold on to you and talk to you for a little while until someone else shows interest, because just like guys, we don't want to be alone. We, we don't. It's not even an ego thing. We don't. We want to feel desired as well. Now, it may come now for women. It may be from a, an emotional standpoint from guys. It might be an ego standpoint. Like, fuck, I want to know that a woman finds me sexy. I'm literally putting my best pictures out there. Spend all this time doing my profile. I want to know right. that somebody saw that and said there's value in this person. I want to find out more about this person. So when we get overlooked or go days or weeks without getting any messages, it's like, well, maybe I don't have any value to these these women out here. There's so many beautiful women. There's a lot of beautiful women. Nobody's finding me attractive. That sucks. A woman, whether unattractive or whether it be model fine, puts a profile picture out there. She's going to get a, 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 a hundred guys that she can go, nah, 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 maybe. I'll send a, a, a light hello to him. No, the problem is they're not this, quality. You might sit here and say that for every woman, there's 10 guys. But out of those 10, how many are truly qualified to take that position? The guys that One? aren't qualified don't know that they're not qualified. So what I'm saying is they're still going <laughs> to reach out to you. They don't. Know they're they don't. <laughs> a lot of guys don't know that they're not qualified to be dating anybody. Okay, so a guy that's a five <laughs> doesn't know that he doesn't deserve a ten. Okay, so but he's what still going to take a shot because what's the worst that's going to happen? She says no. Okay, I'm in no worse position than I was before I reached out to her, but I'm going to make an attempt. <laughs> He doesn't know that he's not qualified. He thinks he's a lot better off than he is or he's worthy more than he is. The woman is the one to go, well, let me look, let me, let me read through your resume. Okay, you're, you're fall short in the looks. You're your not really all that funny, <laughs> although you did make some attempt. You are, you're an extrovert, so at least you got that going for you. Uh, you're interested in trying a few different things. That's a plus. Uh, but you're bad with kids and you don't know your own kid. And, but you brought and, up a very good point. What are the qualific what qualifications should you have to even be on the dating market? Be available. That's it. Fully available. Wait. <laughs> Let's be clear. There's no there, that's there's no manual to how you, the, the the guidelines that's, to being on a dating site other than you should be in position to actually date. If you're married so trying is, to find that, something on the mean? side, no. But what does that mean to actually be in a position to date? Should you own a vehicle? Should you, should you, should you own a vehicle? Have a job? Should you be able to um, have time available? Like be on a certain schedule? Whatever. What are the qualifications to even be able to date? Be available. <laughs> I have seen. He said, "Be available." That's. I it. have <laughs> seen. I have seen guys who didn't have cars get on the dating site. Meet a girl who 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 understood that his situation was temporary, who understood that his not having a car is just a small obstacle that they can get over and still dated him because she thought, oh, out of all the things that could be wrong, only thing that's going wrong right now is he doesn't have a vehicle. I got a car. He don't live that far. (laughs) I could deal with it. Not that big of a deal. Okay, wait, I don't live that far. He's got a car. Okay, wait a minute. I've seen Sometimes. it happen. I, I've dated people, unfortunately, bef- I, I was in between cars, right? but because I had good conversation, I was interested in the, in, in the person that I was talking to. Right. Um, 
I, I can make them laugh. I listened. I was a genuine person. After having a conversation with me, me not having a car was just like, oh, well, that's a temporary, that's a temporary issue. It's not like he's trying I think to it purposely on the be person. lazy. It depends on the person. Right. So there are no blanket deal breakers on a dating site outside of not being available. But you the, have to have a bunch of other stuff to offer whenever you're saying, I, if I don't have these things... It's what are you bringing to the table? No, because there's a lot of women out there that don't have a lot to offer. So they obviously attract people of some of some quality. They they attract. Listen, I've seen some ugly, very, 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 very unnecessarily large women have profiles as if they were doggone Beyonce out there. There is something out there for everybody. So they may attract that ugly dude that matches their, you know, their quality level. If if they were failing as much as we think that they would that they are, then they probably wouldn't be on a dating site. But these unattractive women are getting something, right? So they may not have good conversation. They might meet the they might smoke weed. They might meet the dude that smokes weed. That might be the only qualifications that she had for this dude to fall into her life. And they may hit it off and be perfect together. Now they both and, and they may not both have a car. She may have to get a ride from her sister. He may have to get a ride from his cousin. But they're going to link up some way and somehow and get together and make things work until somebody gets a car you, and gets it together. But do you think if you're on a dating site and that's what you're presenting on the dating site, how many men or women are going to be okay with that? The I guess it depends that, on who it is. Listen, if you're an A, you're probably going to match with an A. If you're a B, you're probably going to match with a C. And when I say A, I Facts. mean your, 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 your qualifications, the kind of job you have, the industry you are, the, the upbringing that you have, the kind of musical interests you have, your, your sense of humor, you know, uh, what kind of movies you like. That, that, that person is going to match with a person that's just like that. A B, somebody who, you know, who only likes hip-hop music, doesn't like anything else, they're going to match with another B that only likes hip-hop music. The C that only likes country music and, and likes to so if you're you gonna know, match, you're gonna ride match a John Deere and, and likes to four-wheel and go mudding, it's going to match another C that has that. So now right. an A, an, an, uh, uh, a C guy is probably not going to get that A woman. It's just not going to happen. It doesn't match. So, so she can look at him and go, well, he doesn't meet all my qualifications. Now another C woman is going to look at him like he's the perfect person for me. He loves That's, all the okay. things that I, I get love. Where you're coming with so that. there's someone okay. out there for everyone. It's just the fact that are you shooting beyond your what you're providing, what you can bring to the table? Are you shooting beyond? Are you shooting for someone that's out of your league? So a, a, a country boy that lives in Alabama who has a great job, but he spends most of his time four wheeling, hunting, fishing, you know, uh, um, you know. Hanging out, you know, at, in the bonfire, smoking, smoking cigars with his, his brother is not going to meet the girl that that likes to get her face, her face and nails done every weekend with her girls right, he while they're going to, to Sephora out. or right. Ulta what, to get their makeup. They're not going to match. So him finding her attractive and reaching out to her, she's going to easily go swipe left. No, thanks. Right. Simple. Right, right. And, and then same thing with the with the girl. If there's a C level girl who's a country girl, her reaching out to the the firefighter that's got his shit together, that's living in San San Francisco. San Francisco dude's probably going to be like, nah, you're you're cute, but you're not on my level. We're not going to match. So it's not necessarily about um, somebody not, not having enough. It's just like, do you match? And dating sites prove that you can find people that actually match. 
but dating sites also prove you could waste a whole lot. Yes, baby, we match. We, yes, we, we are match. the success. A success story. We did it. But but, but dating. You sites, can find love online, guys. It does happen. Yeah, yes, it does happen it, for and, our YouTube listeners over and, here. And yeah, <laughs> it, it will take a whole lot of failures. It's very rare that you a that lot you, of failures <laughs> that you get that win right off the bat. You have to be a very lucky, lucky person. And this came from through prayer. Prayer and dealing with a whole lot of whole lot of trash relationships. The so. day before I met you, I told you I prayed. I was just like, "All right, when when is Same. it gonna be my turn? Because enough is enough. Say, I can't do this anymore. Like, what are you doing? And at that point, I was just on the dating site sending out. Like I told you, I was sending out the Will Smith lines at that point. <laughs> yeah, just messing with people. Yeah, you, you start you start to look at the dating sites more of as like a pastime. It's just a joke. It's just like exactly I don't anticipate doing. finding anything real, but <laughs> let me entertain myself just to pass some time, and that's what it becomes. And then when you actually so well, very briefly, strangely enough, though the week prior to me meeting you, I prayed as well, and then I had a sense of. I know it sounds cliche. You'll hear it and read it everywhere else. Well, once you just let go and stop looking, you'll find. That was the hardest word, hardest thing for me. And I actually laughed and argued with people like, fuck you. Stop telling me to stop looking for people. Right? My heart is always going to be paying attention and looking. But I sat in my living room one day when I was in South Carolina and I said, I'm going to find somebody when I move back to Florida. I'm going to stop paying attention so much to it. I got to trust God. It's going to happen I'm going to get off this dating site. I'm going to stop focusing on the dating site so much and just let God bring whoever he's going to bring to me. But in the meantime, I'm good. I got a car. I got a job that's coming up. I have success. I got I got people that actually enjoy being around me. I'm good. It's not that big of a deal. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going and, and selfishly, I was like, I'm just going to enjoy the looks. I'm just going to enjoy the flirtations with the girls. I'm just going to enjoy people enjoying uh, liking the outfit that I have on or liking the new car that I drive. I'm just going to enjoy that. I'm not going to make any issue. I'm not going to you know, use it for my advantage. I'm just going to drive with a smile and just, just build my confidence up. No big deal. And um, literally, when I sat back and said, it'll happen. I'm not going to worry about it. Whoever God has for me, I literally get a message from you. Now, this is after I'd already changed my profile to say, yo, I'm off this dating site. I paid for a three-month subscription. I'm just going to let one more month go by. I don't know what's going to happen, but I give up. There's nothing but trash people on here who don't know a good thing that's in front of them. Which our story and, is on our episode one. Yeah, episode, on episode one and one. two, yeah. Episode one gives gives the, the whole rundown of how we got together. But So when I sat back and did that, I literally had, it might have been like two weeks after I had posted that or changed my profile to say that. I forgot the dating app was on my phone. I got bored one day. I was like, oh, snap, I haven't checked my, my, my messages. And I went on there and I saw a message from you. <laughs> and then through, it's like, oh, my. And then, of course, my it was there was no ego involved. I was like, oh, my God, I better respond to her before she forgets that she even messaged me. I do look good. And she, she messaged <laughs> me. And, and, and I, I did reach out to her before she forgot who I was and. My message was just jokingly like, because like I told you, I was at a point where I was just like, I'm over this site. I'm just like you were. Your profile said you were over it and Mm -hmm. I was over it. So that's why I responded to you. I said my little thing. But did I think you were going to respond back? No. And look Mm -hmm. where we are now. 
True. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a show the together. Story. Like, oh, how did this yeah, happen? And, and, and for those of you who are listening through TikTok. And we just started our TikTok. First time on TikTok. Yeah. Live. Yeah. <laughs> I've first never time, done a first live time. before, we are so also, this is new. We're also Please recording. Please share. Every Friday night. On, uh, yeah, well, Friday night. Uh, the live stream will be on Friday nights. The actual YouTube video and the podcast will get posted on Saturday. Let me know through. you can hear him pretty good, too, with my phone being the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> I- anywhere that you get podcasts outside of Apple Podcasts right now, we're still working on that. But Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, we're out there. Breaker, we're out there. Uh, Anchor FM, we're out there. YouTube, we will have a video posted tomorrow. And everything uploads tomorrow at 7 a.m. So feel free to check us out. But... Uh, yeah, so if you haven't listened to the first episode, then you guys don't know that our first conversation on the phone was 12 hours. <laughs> we had a 12, 12 hour conversation hours, on the guys. phone. Not just that, but the next day when we actually woke up from our nap um, or from just recouping from the conversation, we were actually on the phone again for another seven, eight hours, <laughs> continuing just to talk. And we were because, obsessed with each other. Yeah, yeah. And if you understood <laughs> what our first conversation was about, you'd be like, how in the hell? Did y'all start a conversation and build anything off of talking about 80s TV shows? We did. 80s TV shows. <laughs> 80s and songs. 90s was our basic conversations. Yeah. He is ridiculous when it comes to trivia. This is true. On um, <laughs> any trivia, really. Yeah, throw it at me. I he mean, has trivia. just dumb knowledge. What we'll have to do is we'll just have to do a TikTok live together. With just the people that are on here, because they're asking a few questions on here. We'll just do a small live afterwards. Well, give me a question. What you got? What are they? What are well, they they're just saying they we have a good vibe together. Some of them live in this area or whatever, so it's just a few people. What they live so, in Florida? Yeah, um, one lives in. Uh, I can't say this. Montreal Ranch, Florida. I'm not sure. I'm I don't even know where that is. And I've lived in Florida my whole life. We uh-huh. live in central Florida, so I'm not yeah. sure if that's west, north. Let me know what that is. It's at south, north, west. Where is that at in Florida? I have lived, well, speaking for myself, I am born and raised in Connecticut. So I'm, I'm actually born and raised in Connecticut. Um, and I moved to Florida. I moved uh, to Florida in 2001. Uh, August of 2001 So I've been here since then Off and on I've lived in about Seven different states But Florida is home for me It's always been my dream To live here So I've lived in Orlando Tampa mm-hmm. um, Winter Park And then here in Lakeland So I've been I've been all what over What brought you to Lakeland? Just saying um, This crazy girl I met online Is crazy It's real, <laughs> real crazy y'all I met this crazy chick online And she's convinced me To move to Lakeland And I got stuck here So I don't know how that happened how do you meet somebody and just move? No. Well, I think he was it, moving I, anyway. I think it takes a 12-hour conversation. 12-hour um, conversation. But again, y'all got to listen to the first episode to understand the whole story on why I ended up moving here. But for those of you who are lucky enough to be on TikTok, you know what what I will explain to you. So I lived here in, uh, in Florida. My mom passed away at the beginning of 2020 uh, due to a car accident. So I have to leave Florida and go to South Carolina to handle her final affairs. Now, when I went to go handle her final affairs. answer that question, sorry. All right. So when I went to go uh, move to uh, South Carolina to go handle her um, her affairs, um, I ended up getting stuck there. So I went up to South Carolina thinking that I was only going to be up there for about a month or so and ended up being there for a whole year. Because right. literally the two weeks after she passed away... Um, 
the virus hit, the right. pandemic hit. So everything shut down. So being in South Carolina and everyone telling you that don't go back to Florida, the, the, the pandemic is really getting started and you need to have, you know, hand sanitizer, toilet paper for some strange reason, um, gloves, masks, all that stuff. Well, just so happened that my mom was a nurse before she passed away and left a tremendous amount of those things behind before she passed away. So I ended up getting stuck there in South Carolina, not being able to work. So I spent all 2020 basically just stuck in my mom's house, handling her affairs, dealing with the court systems that now were giving me a hard time because everything was shutting down. How was that? Just being because you were you were there by yourself, right? All by myself. So I had to empty, I had to sell every childhood memory that I had. Furniture, clothes. My mom had a clothing store for plus size women. I had to sell everything that she had. Sell her bedroom set. Sell her television just to be able to make any kind of money to be able to live. Um, I didn't see the question though. What was the question? Um, do you have family in WV? In West Virginia? No, I don't. No, he does not. No. Um, but so I had to, I had to live. I still have not grieved her death because I'm still in the process of handling her affairs. Even yeah, though I was in position, even though I was in right. position where I could now leave South Carolina and come back to Florida or come back home, I'm still selling her house. I'm still in the process of real estate of selling her house. Right. So I haven't really had time to grieve at all. So it's been nonstop business, 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 phone calls, ironing things out, straightening things out. And that, that being it. So, Having to sit in the house that I lived in for a few years with my mom, selling everything that I've ever grown up around, selling everything that she ever owned or found value in. Her dogs died immediately after she died. For, I'm going to say from heartbreak. Oh, wow. Right, right. Um, so having to watch, them, right? yeah, she had two poodles, right, right, right. two poodles. So ha- watching all that happen and then being stuck in that house and then having to mentally function by yourself. I'm an only child. Anyway, um, long story short. At the end of all of that happening, I knew I was moving back to Florida and was like, well, maybe going back to Florida with something there waiting for me will be a plus. Something to go come home to, something to go home and smile about. And I thought love would be that perfect transition back to back to life, getting myself back together again. So um, I went on the dating sites because obviously going to Florida and meeting somebody was going to be hard to do. So. I went on the dating sites hoping to meet somebody, and that was harder, easier said than done. So I was about to give up, and that's when I got the message from Kelly that, um, and it wasn't even a message like responding to anything or flirting with me. It was just like, yo, I'm in the same boat, totally get where you're coming from. Um, you know, and I'm just kind of like, whoa, 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 almost like a passing smile or a passing wave. And I was almost <laughs> like, hey, 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 yeah, hey. I was like, just like, like waving, me. hey, sorry you're having a hard time. Yeah, like me. Good luck please, with that. Talk to me, please. I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck here at this bus stop by myself, please. Just talk to me. And then we ended up having a conversation or it was, um, I'm a rev- I'll probably reveal some things about her a little bit later on. But when we first started communicating, she did not think much of me. Um, as far as like an option, I think she had been hit on by so many guys that I didn't really stand out to her from what she saw. So she had some very cookie cutter responses to certain things. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. She has a note. Uh, she has a notepad <laughs> in her phone. 
that she had blanket responses. I should have never showed you that. <laughs> you, no, you shouldn't have never left your phone unlocked. She had uh, she has a notepad that has a whole bunch of. Did you uh, read them all? Yes, I did. Oh god. Okay, so any question that you could so as a guy, any question you could possibly ask her to try to get to know her, she had typed out every answer in her phone. So that way she can just cut and paste. She ain't got to think. She ain't got to change up the answers for anybody. She cuts and pastes the answers to every guy who messages her in her in her whatever dating site she was on. And she was on a few, um, trying to find the right one, as we all are sometimes. She had this cut and pasted. Maybe I know somebody's going to be like, that's a brilliant idea. No, it's not. It is a brilliant idea. Listen, this is. let me tell you the method to my madness. I'm ADHD. Sometimes I lose my focus. So in a conversation and talking to someone, there's certain responses I want to have. You, you proved my moment, point from earlier. You're privileged. You're privileged <laughs> and you get in, so many responses that you were comfortable going, I don't feel like having a genuine conversation. No. I'm just going to cut and paste a generic response in that because moment, I get so many people that message me. No. In that moment... I want a specific response, and sometimes I can't think of that response because my brain is just going too fast. Right? Like how many kids you got? Listen, so hush. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're going to go with that one. Um, so, so, hush. So, yes, I had like a five-page thing in my notes that had every question that you could possibly ask somebody in dating. And it had what I would respond and how I would respond to it. So I could just cut and paste it. And yes. That page is long as shit, y'all. I could. That page is long as shit. He I read all the doggone questions. I read all the responses and questions. That was long as shit. That wasn't y'all like tell me one if I'm or, wrong. Nah, that wasn't like one or two questions. Wrong? No, that wasn't like one or two questions that she answered. She had a whole damn conversation as if somebody was like, I took what's, your fav- what's your favorite Don't food? Be a hater. She got that shit lined out her favorite foods. <laughs> what foods do you not like? Got it lined out. Favorite musician? Got it lined out. Favorite movies? What's your favorite color? She got, what's your kid's birthday? She got all of that stuff lined up as if she knew these questions were Why'd you get a divorce? All of that. She got because it I want to answer things in, a, in an appropriate way. Like if somebody says, what are you looking for in a relationship? There was a specific way I wanted to answer that question. Because you don't want to give a guy so many details about what you want that he mimics exactly what you want. Hey, word <laughs> to the wise. Anybody that's just... Y'all need to help me. Listen, hold on. Any, anybody that's listening right now that's thinking, that, thinking that's a good idea, here's what I'm going to say about that. It's a good idea. If I text you, it's so what you looking idea. for in a relationship, and you come back with a two-paragraph... prepared. Thank you. Listen to me. If I ask you, what are you looking for in a relationship, and three seconds later, you come back with two paragraphs worth of stuff, I'm going to go, oh, this chick ain't typed that. <laughs> She, she, I did do that. She copied and pasted that shit from offline. That. What? I did do that, that didn't seem right. How you typed that that fast? With no grammatical errors to... at all. No grammatical errors at all. You responded that, that fast. I would tell them, I'm just talking to my phone. <laughs> that f- you don't even talk that fast in real life. What is you talking about? You got to come prepared Stop. for the test. You have to. I have, You have to understand. I have, let's see, Daylon's dad and I, we stopped... In 2014, 2013, our divorce was maybe even 2000. I don't even remember. But from then, <laughs> <laughs> you staring at me like you're looking for my confirmation. I wasn't married to him. I don't know that. <laughs> from then to now, there's a lot of dating experience in that. And there's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of pain. And I'm just like, I got to do this the right way. 
So there was times I would sit there and think about how do I want to say things? I'd read a book, whether it be Steve Harvey's books or I listen to a talk show or I listen to dating things on how to how to present yourself correctly and how to say things correctly. So when I would hear those things, I would go back and readjust my answers of how I want to say things and how I want to portray certain things. Never lied one time on how I wanted to do things, but how much did I want to share? How much did I want them to know? How do I explain two divorces, four kids, and two dads? And I'm not the crazy one. Very carefully. How do you explain that? Very carefully. Right. With, with pie charts, right. exp- pie explanations, charts some arrows. references and resources. <laughs> I need references that you're a good girlfriend. I need somebody to be right. able to call me and be like, hey, hey she all right. Because that's <laughs> what, what I struggled with in the dating field is when you're online dating and somebody asks you, hey, how many kids you got? Oh, I got four boys. First of all, four boys scares the hell out of men. Red flag. That's flag the, on play. That's the first flag on the thing. Too many men on the field. Right. <laughs> then the next question is, well, how many baby daddies? Well, I got two baby daddies. Next red flag. Yeah. Oh, she hoeing out here. Right. That's my <laughs> next one. Then it's, well, why do y'all get along? Well, <laughs> I Co- can't. Co-parenting is not necessarily about getting along. How does co-parenting going? Well, one goes well, one doesn't. It's like I had all these obstacles and stuff to answer but I had my crap in order. If you would really take the sure. time to get to know me, you would know my kids were excellent. They're well-behaved kids. They had jobs. They were paying their own bills. They know how to do their own finances. They know how to get out on their own. Now they are out on their own. That just happened a couple weeks ago. True. Um, but I wasn't, they were living in my house, but I wasn't paying for them. They, it was like, I had all these kids and all they saw was, okay, she has four kids. And these kids are going to be bad kids, and they're going to want to check no, me and stuff like no, that. That's no. the way let me it stop came you. Off. Let me stop you. And, and this is this is not blanket, but this is for some men who date women or get to know women who have kids or multiple kids. A man is doing everything that he can to present the best possible person he can for you. Right. Now he has to focus on putting. That same effort into in, in, in offering, he's pr- to five people now this? instead of one. Yeah, plus the two. Dads. So not not only am I trying to get to know you, but now I have to by default get to know four other people and their dads, possibly later on down the road. Because right. most of the times the baby dads don't want to meet anybody right off the top. Right. So, but I'm going to be around you. So inevitably, I'm going to be around your kids. So four people I have to get to know plus you. So now, not only do I have to give you a certain personality and show you who I am, but the kids don't care about my romanticism. They don't care about the the buying the the roses for you and massaging your feet. They don't care about the stuff that I'm trying to present to you. I care. The kids don't care. You're missing my point. What I'm saying. So now I have to try to be. So what do I do for the kids? Do, do I have to be now? Uh, granted, I'm not going to replace their father, right? But I have to. So I'm going to be here. They're going to see me a lot. They're going to know my first and last name. So, what am I offering to them? Am I just going to be a warm body that they're going to see every single day, or am I somebody who's going to ask them about their interests? Someone that's going to have to sit and play board games with them. Someone that's going to go out and shoot basketball with them. Someone that's going to sit there and try to show him how to shave or or how to drive. What are you willing to offer? Some people will be like, man, it's going to be too much work. It's going to be hard enough trying to get to know you. But now I got to get to know four other people. I'm out. 
And that's, or, that's the problem I've run into a lot. Or another person. Or it's just like, yo, I'm not comfortable with the fact that I'm a little possessive. And the fact that I know that you're going to have to be in this dude's life for the remainder of this child's life, I'm not comfortable. What happens if he wants you back? What if you're not really over him? What if there's some sort of mysterious fling oh, wow. that happens? I, didn't think about that I don't want to have to deal with the jealousy of having to deal with somebody who's been around before me, had a connection with you physically already for however long, and now I'm the new guy coming in trying to now start from ground zero. This person has an established relationship with you. I don't necessarily come in knowing that things are shit between you and your, your, your kid's fathers. I'm coming in thinking, oh, this dude is over there every single week. Every weekend, they have to right. cope. You don't even so they know. Have to talk. You don't even know the situation. You're not I getting don't. a chance to know the situation. You don't understand. Some guys the don't even. Some guys don't even give the chance to know the situation. But here's the thing: every rejection is God's protection. Did you like that? Okay. <laughs> and I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. Every, every, every rejection. There are some times where we put ourselves. We start thinking that every rejection is it's someone else's fault and it's not us. No, sometimes the rejection sometimes it is, is because us. we're shitty people, right? Or we were in a shitty mood, or it we presented a shitty lately. personality, or whatever. So sometimes a rejection is our fault. I would agree with that. For me, about four years ago, before that, four or five years ago, before that, no. I, I, when I once I got my crap together, I can honestly say. Being a good, trying to be a good mom, having my kids together, doing what I'm supposed to do, I brought, I knew what I was bringing to the table. That crap wasn't my fault. Now, that doesn't make you perfect though. Now, me dealing with my PMDD, depression, anxiety, stuff like that, did I have that completely under control and together? No. Was I honest about it? Yes. Or is everybody able to deal with that? No. Okay. Which we're going to have to do an episode on that in yeah. itself because. There's a lot of women out here dealing with those things that, and men that have to be with us that are dealing with us with our PMDD, our depression, our anxiety. You guys have anxiety. You guys have depression. Like, how do you do that together? And how do you make it work? Unless you're admitting that you have something and that you've got to control yourself. Deny, deny, deny. How do you get through it? <laughs> we pretend our issues don't exist until we have to. Um, unless we're around com- friends that we're comfortable even uh, admitting the fact that we have certain issues. As long as they're not sexual issues, we'll admit pretty much anything. Alcoholism, gambling, adultery, we can't stop watching porn. Whatever the issue is, we'll, we'll admit to our friends. And when it comes to like sexual issues, oh, we got low testosterone and when we're shooting blanks, so we can't, we can't, you know, erectile dysfunction, we're taking blue chews. Yeah, we're not going to, you know, admit that kind of stuff. But if you're around other guys, especially with mental health, a lot of guys aren't willing to talk to their friends about having mental health because they're afraid of what the potential rejection is going to be. Next week, we're going to do we're going to we'll, talk we'll about mental health. That. We'll jump into mental health. That, that's a deeper, a deeper topic. So we, we are going to end up wrapping this up. But right. before I go, before we get out of here, I want to I want to send a special shout out to two people. My boy, Eric Richardson. Um has constantly been in my ear telling me how much he enjoys the show, what he's been listening to, the things that he thinks that we can do better on, things he wants us to touch on a little bit more. And we are going to get so, more into those topics. Shout out to Eric and his wife, Andrea, for, for listening to the show. We really appreciate you. And secondly, most importantly, my girl, Zakia. Zakia Campbell. Uh, you, I went to high school. Again, it's another, another high school friend uh, who I've grown up around, known for many, many years. Uh, actually tapped into the show and she actually answered one of the riddles that I threw out there last week 
Uh, actually, it might have been a previous uh, episode. Actually, we took two weeks off. So uh, she actually answered one of our riddles correctly. So, Zach, you got that correct. I wanted to make sure that I publicly told everybody that you got the riddle correct. So we're um, going to send her her postcard. So we're, I, her got, I got all the information. Yeah. We're sending her out a whole bunch of merch. Appreciate Absolutely. you, Zach. Um, keep listening to the show. Give me some feedback on what you guys think about the show. If you enjoyed it, if you think there's something that we should touch on a little bit deeper, uh, something that you want to throw your input on a topic that we did touch on. We really appreciate you. So for those of you who are listening on Facebook, uh, I'm sorry, on YouTube and those uh, of you who TikTok are listening on TikTok. Let I me, hope that didn't kind of take away from YouTube. We'll see how this goes. Now, this is all, this right goes. now we're still in the experimental stages. So this is all still fun and good. Um, but what I want to say is if you have an opportunity to get on uh, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we can really, really use the listens on uh, our, our Spotify page just to show that people are actually really getting into the show. So if you want to hear some previous episodes or if you want to hear this particular episode again, my suggestion is just to tap back into those particular sites. Just Google us. We're there. Custer Chronicles. Um, just look us up. You'll find us. But this particular video will be uploaded tonight for tomorrow. So for tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, all podcasts will be up there. And then this video will be edited and ready to Absolutely. go, too. So you can kind of get a chance to see what the whole digs look like. And we'll go from there. But I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Eric, Zakia, Bloomfield Love, Class 94. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Those of you who are listening on TikTok, really appreciate the time of just tapping in here. You guys could have been anywhere on this planet but right. you spend a little bit of time with us. Hopefully, we got a chance to win, to entertain you guys. On Kelly, Danny. Absolutely. On a Friday night, make sure you hit us up. You can hit us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can, I'm Kelly K. He's on Dwayne yeah, Custer. On, on, uh, actually, on uh, Instagram, you can look me up on BlackMint76. It's black, spelled like black. Mint, like peppermint, but just mint. 76. On uh, Instagram, I am BlackMint76 as well. On TikTok, I'm BlackMint22. So feel free to hit us up on um, Dwayne Custer on Facebook. If you have any questions, you can actually uh, message me there. Uh, Kelly K, you can always message her there. Or you can hit us up on the page website, Custer Chronicles. Feel free to follow us, man. We can really, you know, any any followers that we can have, just word of mouth is is big for us. We're just a small podcast just trying to entertain you guys for the weekend so appreciate you guys for tapping in and uh, we will be back here next week friday nights when we when we record saturdays when everything is uploaded but if you're lucky to be on tiktok you got an early shot of the podcast absolutely love you guys god bless you guys we'll talk to you guys first next week holla